Hello and welcome to the Terrors of Misery's Grove podcast. I am your host, Jess Files, and I'm so excited about this holiday episode of the podcast. That's right, it's currently January 2023 and we're releasing a Christmas episode. No shame here. The Terrors of Misery's Grove is a comedic horror anthology series set in the same small town community. Every episode features the same town, but a different horrific element to inspire us, whether that's subgenre or suggestion, or both. We'll explore different characters from the town and perhaps even different periods of time. And of course, it's all made up on the spot in front of an audience. In this episode, we dive right into Victorian Christmas ghost stories and mistletoe. <laughs> This recording took place on December 15th at the Wonderful Theatre VME in Montreal. It features improvisers Eliezer Kramer, Marilyn D.T., Dimitri Kiras, Sehar Munji, James McGee, and of course, myself. Lights and sound by Kyle Allett, live sound design by Pat McMaster, and this show was co-produced by Jason Grimmer and yours truly. So keep listening and discover the terrifying secret of Misery's Grove. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you might even scream in horror at what's in store. Just remember, it's only a podcast. Thank you. I'm uh, Jason Grimmer. This is Theater VME. We're very excited to present the second episode of The Terrors of Misery's Grove. Now, if you haven't heard the first episode, the first episode is available on, I've got it written down here, because I can't memorize things, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google, and Spotify. Um, <laughs> it's exciting. Is everyone familiar with those companies? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, thanks to Kyle on Lights and Sound. And uh, thank you all for coming tonight. Um, there will be a short intermission min, uh, mission midway through just because of the pure horror you will experience. And you'll probably need to head to the bathroom. Um, without further ado, please, could we welcome the cast of Terrors of Misery's Grove. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, keep it going. Hey. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to Theater VME. Uh, maybe we can introduce ourselves. Yes, I'm Marilyn. James. Jess. Sehar. Eliezer. Dimitri. Yeah, that's the cast for tonight. Uh, thank you so much for coming out. Um, we're going to do a Christmas ghost story for you this evening. Uh, strictly speaking, a Victorian Christmas ghost story. Not unlike uh, a Christmas carol, but maybe creepier than that. Um, we'll see. <laughs> I, I want to sort of dive right in here, and I want to come to the audience uh, for a suggestion to start us off. Uh, we're looking for uh, a Christmas tradition, specifically, uh, that may be kissing under the mistletoe. Yeah, all right, tradition, I love it. Any, what was that one? Naming reindeer, that's your tradition? <laughs> All right, I love it. Thank you. Caroling. caroling, yeah, caroling's a really nice one. Spiking the eggnog. Spiking the eggnog? So every year. <laughs> 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 
Also, the person that gave spiking the eggnog is the same person that said kissing under mistletoe. <laughs> I noticed that. This is a problematic person. Uh, how are we feeling? Did any uh, kind of jump out at us? Kissing. Kissing under the mistletoe. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, with that, with that, we're going to jump into the terrors of Misery's Grove. December 24th, many years ago, we find ourselves at a Christmas party. There's drink, there's decorations. It's held in a beautiful town hall in the center of Misery's Grove. Everyone's dressed in their best outfits, giant skirts, ruffled collars, Kids running everywhere under the skirts, through the people, chasing one another, pulling on, on ribbons. <laughs> Candles line the venue. It's been snowing all day. The weather's been mild. However, the wind building up, and one can feel the chills go through the old walls of the town hall. But the inside of the hall is a raucous affair. Jubilation reigns supreme as everyone is getting topsy-turvy on all sorts of little delights. Oh my. And sure enough, like the cracking of thunder, a voice calls out that booms in the hall. It's slow dance time, he says. It's slow dance time. Grab that special someone and let's slow dance. And they all do, one by one, grab that special someone. And slow dancing begins. A romantic wave fills the room as the candles begin to burn brighter and brighter. We see them all dancing in the space. As we look at them, some of them are translucent, perhaps. Not quite there, but maybe they are. And if you didn't catch Jess's drift, it's because they're ghosts. <laughs> this is a ghost show. <laughs> Even the ghosts can have fun. <laughs> In the corner is the spirit of a lonely man, never touched, never kissed. His name, take it easy. His name, Edward Mortimer, the virgin. A hideous man. Mortimer dresses in black. Although, you can't really see it because he's translucent. <laughs> but all the other ghosts know that Edward is a sad, sad phantom. Even so, 
we see his translucent skin become real for a moment, and so suddenly we're transported, even farther back in Victorian times, even farther back than that, and we see this horrible, hideous man being laughed at, shunned in the corner, as the beautiful people all dance during that slow, romantic dance, and Mortimer wails and screams as they all scream, Virgin, Virgin, Virgin Mortimer! So what does he do? Why, he does what any good man would do. He picks up a gasoline can, and he burns the hall to the ground. As all those poor, sorry souls slow dance to the grave. Chapter one. Birth of an incel. (laughs) (laughs) It's one year later. Yeah, one year later. That was the origin of the story. Yeah, I said way back. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Victorian times, one year later. 25 <laughs> years later. We find ourselves as the townspeople have begun to complete the rebuild of this banquet hall. Mm, yes, it took them 25 years <laughs> to complete the rebuild because it's an olden time. They had to uh, put more uh, work and effort into yes. it. They didn't have the modern technology yes. we have today. There were no machines. No, these people had to build this back with their hands. They took the stones from the quarry, brought it a long way to the hall, put a stone down, went back to the quarry, <laughs> took another stone. <laughs> went to the forest, chopped the tree, brought the tree to the town hall, sanded the tree. You there, I've heard enough of this tale. When is the banquet hall to be complete? Christmas Eve is on the way, you nincompoops. Patience. Patience. My family has paid good money to have this banquet hall rebuilt. Daddy. Yes. Daddy, when is the banquet hall going to be rebuilt? It is to be complete in one week's time for the great party. No, we cannot rush the process. We mustn't rush the process. If, if we don't put proper work into this hall, well, disaster could strike. Disaster! Just then, as he says that, a pulley system holding up a couple of beams of wood suddenly snaps and starts falling and lands, boosh, right behind them. Very close. What type of people do you have on this job, good sir? (laughs) The type that haven't received an honest paycheck in a month. Yeah, that, that might have been an accident, I don't know, but... If you toss a couple of pence my way, maybe it won't happen again. Maybe if you took the potatoes out of your mouth, I would understand you. Where else am I going to put my potatoes when I'm lifting beams? If I increase your pay by two shillings a day, will this be done by Christmas Eve? But, Daddy, I like to have the two shillings to buy dresses. Fuck you. Do you see what you've done? You're making my daughter mad at me. I'm very mad. Two shillings. Two shillings and it will be done in a week. It's a deal. (sighs) Come along, Delilah. I will buy you a dress, for in one week's time, the Christmas ball will capture the imagination of this town 
and you will be the belle of said ball in your brand new dress made entirely of animal pelt. Oh, Daddy, do you really think so? Yes, come give Daddy a kiss. <laughs> come along. Francis, are my men have, have, have endured injury. They're, they're, all, they're all tired and, and hungry, and we've lost six people. I, I know, I've never... I've never done a construction this terrifying then in my life. Then why would you promise them? Because I need the money. I have a gambling problem. <laughs> okay. There, I said it. We all know. Oh. You owe us everything. Well, then just shut your mouth and do your work. <sighs> just then, Everything another be scaffolding okay. behind them ah. starts to crack and... <laughs> As it lands, a cloud of dust appears, and as it begins to dissipate behind the cloud of dust, somewhat of a mystic, a person who's been living in this town for 25 years. Mm, hello. <laughs> I see the work is not done. <laughs> what? Maybe we will not celebrate Christmas once more. No. What? His character is wizened, ancient and old. His skin, like, like uh, tree bark, just kind of ancient and wrinkly and dirty and old. They've seen things. Their eyes, their eyes are pale. So pale like that dank snow 25 years ago. I hope you remember the stories, don't you? Stories. So many people died here. Is it a place to celebrate? I think not. As the figure moves closer, we see the beard just take on a life of its own and start dancing wispily in the wind. God. Lovers. There used to be lovers that dance here. Kisses were had. But no, people died. Families decimated in these halls. As he tells the story, his beard sort of animates the story, like with little people and the dancing and the decimating. Ah, and a scream from the beard. Yeah, the beard screams. The beard, the beard screams. screams. The cries of the people that died that night live in the beard. And his beard catches on fire for real. Oh, no. that's the greatest trick I've ever seen. It is not a trick. Oh. The creature faints back in <laughs> through the door. Will you be done? <laughs> Will you be done on time? Francis. Charles. What the heck was that? Well, I don't know. But it's not going to pay my debts. We better get back to work. <laughs> Chapter three. We uh, see the... Gentleman's daughter, I don't remember your name, Jess. It's Delilah. Delilah, thank you. Delilah, um, shopping at the uh, local tailor shop. Um, her father's arguing about a price in the background while she goes through some of the fine garments that are on display. No, uh, no. This is from last season. Oh, no. Well, it, it is her finest uh, tool from Glasgow, my lady. You know, I like to wear animal pelts. Of course, of course. Oh, um, um, I could show her um, some of the new stuff, Dad. Who are you? 
Oh, um, hi, my name's uh, Tony. I'm the uh, new um, tailor in from the back of the room. I'm normally in the back of the room. Tony, you have lovely eyes. Oh, you're not so bad yourself. That is the only nicest thing Delilah has ever said to anybody, ever, in her life. So, uh, sorry, uh, ma'am, uh, I don't mean to waste your time. I uh, could show you some this new garment that I've been designing. I would love to see it. Uh, Father, would that be all right? Yes, of course. Daddy? <laughs> yes? I'm going to check out a new garment. Do as you wish. I have to get back to arguing about the price. Yes. You there, I'll kill you. Mr. Seaforth, hold your horses, Mr. Seaforth. Please, it is, f you'll see. Tony will show your daughter fine garments. The voices begin to disappear as we go into the back room where Tony brings Delilah to show her the creation he's been working on. There's a, uh, a real gorgeous oak armoire that Tony very delicately opens up. <laughs> Two creaks are heard. <laughs> and inside, a gorgeous garment. Beautiful. Oh. A fiery red. Sure. Oh my. Oh my. Do you, do you like it? I, I, um... Do I like it? That's the stupidest question I've ever heard. Oh, of course I'm, I like it. I'm stupid. I am. I'm no, sorry. No, you're not stupid. That's just a stupid question. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I actually designed it. My... I'm going to try it on right now. Oh, uh, shall I avert my eyes? Unbuckle, unbuckle. Oh. Unbuckle. <laughs> oh. My, my God, you have so many buckles. Tony begins to blush, for he's never seen the skin of a woman before. Don't look. Uh, I'm so sorry. It's improper to look. I'm, I'm not looking. But I'm you look can peek. Uh, I don't mind. One. Just, just pretend to not look, but you can peek. peek. A, a peek is all I'll have. Only if you want to. Do uh, you want I, to? Are you allowing me to? I'm allowing you to. Do you want to? I choose to peek. Excellent. Then peek away. Oh. But don't look. Oh. Peek Tony only. turns around in shame only to be facing a mirror where he sees the entire show. He, <laughs> he blushes profusely, begins Tits to swell out. into his pants. I'm so sorry. I've gazed instead of peeking. You're... You're a naughty boy. Uh, In uh, that moment, the door opens. It's Delilah's father, who oh, is yet to be oh, named. Daddy! What is Daddy? the meaning of this? Oh. Daddy, I'm s I, why don't you knock? I don't believe I need to knock anywhere that I go. I run this town. Now you put your top on, and you, what is the meaning of this? I, I'm so sorry, Daddy. I've I just simply Wait, wanted to, uh... Are you calling me Daddy? Uh, How dare you? I'm so sorry. I've been... Delilah! Yes, I never Daddy. want to see you communicating with this riffraff again. Oh, but Daddy... But Daddy, please. Please. He's merely a tailor. He's lower than dirt. Ah, he's right, Delilah. I, I'll make myself useful and throw myself into the latrine. I'll be right. I'll be back. Daddy whisks Delilah off, but she's still wearing this dress. Daddy, I want it. Daddy, I must have it. Daddy, I'm getting it. There is no chance that I can allow this to happen after that young man defiled you with his eyes. But, Daddy, I allowed it. What? I can't believe what I'm hearing. 
I said he was allowed to have a peek. What is the meaning of this? What has gotten into you? I am a growing young woman, Daddy. You are 37 years old. <laughs> you live under my roof. I Therefore, you live under my rules. I will not become a spinster, Daddy. Fine. Get out. What? I'm revoking your invitation to the Christmas ball. <gasps> but, Daddy... I will be wearing the dress. Give it to me. <laughs> That's right. Run along back to your little man. I will be the belle of the ball. And I will receive all of the Christmas kisses. Daddy, how could you? <laughs> I hate you. Uh, he uh, jumps into a carriage, which takes him back to his estate. Mr. C, fourth, your bill, your bill! <laughs> Chapter four. town hall is complete. Or the gathering hall. Let's just call it the town. A banquet hall. Banquet hall is complete. They're just finishing some of the little detailing on it. A priest is there to christen it as they are wont to do. <laughs> Alright. Let me let me say a hymn. Everyone, everyone, all the workers, all the workers here. Hey, 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 we're here. You've done a fine thing. <clears throat> You've done a... <clears throat> Sorry, I... You're all right there, Father. It's fine, it's fine. I can get you a glass of water. It's okay, I, uh, I better get this thing going. Now, Father, do you drink holy water? I'm not a church-going man. I don't really know okay, how it works. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Our Father, what? <clears throat> Son of a bitch. What in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy king... Mm. Ah, and you can see that he begins to t like hunch over, and uh, he coughs, and you see just a little bit of blood trickle out of his mouth. Oh, oh. it's all right. It's uh, uh, wine. Who art in heaven? Hallowed be thy name. Thy he holds on tightly to the pulpit. You can see his white knuckles. Oh God! And, and he can begin seeing a crowd of people slow dancing all around him, but nobody else can see it. Oh my god. He hears some music playing as well. What is this? Demonry. And you can see his arm kind of outstretches a little bit and he begins swaying side to side and he begins humming a tune, a ghostly tune. Um, In that moment, as the tune is being hummed, um, he's being transported back to that fateful Christmas Eve night 25 years ago. People coupled and paired, dancing to these Christmas ditties. Some of them kissing under the mistletoe. Oh, Richard, please. Oh, hold me, yes. I wish to be with you forever, Richard. Oh, oh that's right. I can't help but hold you and bring my lips to yours. Richard. And then suddenly, uh, you begin to hear the voices get louder and louder as they go from slow dancing to a silent scream. You could hear almost that the screams are deafening. And just like clockwork, you'd see one pair at a time begin to catch fire in the room. And then suddenly... The priest begins to catch fire. Though it's a fire, they can't see the workers. And he begins screaming, the priest. The priest opens his eyes. 
Standing in front of him in that moment, holding a match, is Edward the Virgin. Oh, 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 douse me! Please, just douse me! And he cackles that incel. <laughs> I'll douse you with more fire. And with that, Edward Mortimer, the sad, sad man, finally smiles as he burns the priest to death. <laughs> the workers all confused as the priest is running around trying to put out an invisible flame. Crashes into the halls, the walls, begins tearing down some of the ornaments by accident until eventually falling down on the stage and expiring. God damn it, Charles. Was there something in the wood? Trees, I don't know. We can't let Daddy see this. Oh, oh look, he hit his head. He's, he's out. I think he's more than out. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. dead. Bitch is dead. A door kicks open. Daddy Seaforth enters. What is the meaning of this? This banquet hall is to be prepared in only 24 hours. As, as you can see, it's, it's almost ready, Daddy. Yeah. Almost ready. There is a burning priest on the stage. Uh, burning? What? Yes. Well, he, uh... He was a bad man. <laughs> the priest was a bad the man priest, to tell. Yes. And you know what happens to bad priests? God burns them. Right here on earth. Yes. Ah, so you're saying that this is the work of our yes. holy father. This is God. a holy yeah. place. God has blessed this banquet hall by burning this priest. Yes. yes. <laughs> I knew that I liked the cut of your jib. <laughs> I got to get more into religion. That's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yes. Who are you and what is this accent? I'm a worker. He's this from the Americas. My, he's from yeah. across the, the Americas. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yes, this is to be an international event. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying in 24 hours I will be able to show off my brand new dress. Yes. A dress? Yeah, nice. a dress. Sounds good. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Da yeah. Daddy. Yes, that's me. As you can see, we've prepared the hall, and I believe some shillings are in order. Yes, two shillings. For such incredible work, I will give you double the shilling. <gasps> double! Double! Four! Double. I doubled up! Make it eight! Eight! Oh. I want you to take the leftovers into the town. This is the most I've ever won! You, you, you didn't hit hams, it! <laughs> swines, and fowl. <gasps> I need for this to be the greatest Christmas Eve ever. I know a guy who's got fowl. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Let's go get them. All right. Very well, we will cook you the finest dinner. That you can imagine. <laughs> a Merry Christmas indeed. Thank you. Chapter five. We see Delilah packing her things in her in her estate where she lives with Daddy. Yeah, suddenly a rock hits her window and smashes it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it. <gasps> I'm so sorry. It's me, Tony. Oh, oh my gosh. I... You scared me. I'm so sorry, I, uh... You almost hit me with a rock. Did I break your window? Yes, of course. Uh, I can't afford it. <laughs> you can't afford to fix it? No. That's fine, I'm leaving anyways. What? Where are you going? I've been kicked out. Come on now, that's like saying a rose doesn't belong in a bouquet. 
You think I'm... You, you think I'm... Sorry, a, did I stun you? You did. <laughs> I have a way with words. You're like a poet. I'm a tailor. <laughs> Same difference. You shouldn't go. I'd be awfully sad. Well, maybe... I won't go then. Maybe... I mean, no. it's wild, but do you happen to have any other dresses? They don't call me Tony the Tailor for nothing. <laughs> I could whip one up for you uh, if you'd like to stop by the tailoring shop, if your daddy would allow it. My daddy will allow nothing. Oh, he's an awful, awful man. There, I said it. He's awful. Everyone in this town... He's hey, coming. What's that sound? Is it a door. horse or is it feet? <laughs> it's a knock at the door. Oh, it's a knock. Okay. The door opens. It's a member of the estate's help. Yes, uh, the Lady Delilah. Oh, yes, Frederick. Yes, I've come to tell you that I'm concerned about your father. You're concerned? I believe that power has driven him mad. You think so? I know so. I heard him talking to himself in the master bedroom last night, and I understand that he's thrown you out of the home. Do you... Do you think... No, it can't be. Yes, he's driven by love. He intends to take the hand of a lover on Christmas Eve night. So he's mad, but he's also intending to wed? Yes, that very night. Are you listening to me? I'm listening, I'm listening. I'm just... I'm confused at where the problem is. The problem is, is that he will be auditioning every woman in town. What? Yes. Auditioning? Yes. And he plans that night to fire a new child. What? Yes. <laughs> to replace me? Yes, you should have let me finish the story before you judged. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're right. He intends to create a new Delilah. What? Yes. But there's only one Delilah. Not it's me. Not anymore. Well, this can't happen. What's All happening right. up there? I'm cold. <laughs> are, are, we, are you coming or not? Yeah, I'm coming. I'm, uh, I just... I don't know what to do. Do I... Do I... Ruin my father's chance at an, a second chance? All in s selfishness to just be his Delilah? Or do I... Do I try on new dresses? <laughs> is that a knock at the door or is that a carriage? It's a knock. <laughs> yes, come in. Oh, De Delilah, it's me, a trusty servant. I have some terrible news. What's happening up there? What? It's your father. He's what? going mad. <laughs> yes, sir, we know this already. What? Yes. You know? Yeah, that's right. I've already told the You've story. Told, did you tell her he's going to be auditioning women at the banquet hall? Yes. And he wants to replace you. Yes, we know this. There's going to be a new Delilah. You're hey. not telling any new things. I've already, already You're just the you told You're just reiterating what we already know. Well, that's how serious it is. Margaret. Margaret, get out. Uh, very well. 
okay. I'm going to stop my father. And I'm going to marry the tailor. What? <laughs> yes, we're getting married. Oh my God, this is the happiest day of my little life. <laughs> Me too. Uh, then first of all, businesses, I can't afford a ring, but I can make you a beautiful dress. Good enough, like a ring. Uh, come with me. And, and they, they hold hands, and we realize only then that it was a one-story house. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, she climbs out of the window and uh, kind of falls a little uh, gracefully into his arms. Oh! oh. Oh, you caught me. Ouch, you broke my hand. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me kiss it better. Oh, uh, thank you. Suddenly, snowflakes begin to fall. I... A chilly wind surrounds them. I really do mean it. You are the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Oh, you... Well, you're not so bad yourself. The cold and wind brings them closer together. If it's all, all right with you, I, I would like to attend the ball tonight uh, as your um, plus one. I would like that very much. You would I, allow me. I, I, I'll try to cobble together something of, uh, of note. Yes. They're drawn do. closer together. I, uh, and closer. Uh, and closer. I think that uh, we should probably... Could we? Could we? Maybe. Maybe. They look up. Huh? And they stand underneath an entire mistletoe tree. It's a mistletoe tree. Tree. I didn't know they grew in bushels. I didn't know that either till this very moment. Uh, uh, they know what needs to happen next. Uh, they have to fuck. We have to fuck. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's, I know. I'm sorry. It's, it's one of my Christmas traditions. I, I'm As disturbing. it begins to happen, a I'm gust unbuckling. of wind whips snow around. Uh, Behind the gust of wind and snow is the mystic. Yes. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, 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 You're me. in trail by the mistletoe, aren't you? You know, I don't mind if she watches. Oh, uh, what? Uh, be gone, you creepy man, creeping thing. Be gone. Ah, no, no. You must pursue. You must create new people in this town. You must procreate. We've lost so many. We've lost so many to the big fire. Memories of 25 years ago rushing through the mystic's brain. We see the beard dance in the wind as it tells the tale. Is that, that man's beard dancing? Yes, The I beard so. is drawing them closer together, knowing they oh. need to procreate. Yeah, it wraps around them, tying them together. Whoa! Whoa. Whoa. Uh, this is weird <laughs> for my first time. It's your first time. Are you 37? I'm 42. <laughs> uh, oh, that's fine. I like dating an older man. <laughs> that's just fine by me. <laughs> the mystic continuing to tell them 
Yes, closer, closer. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. 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 <laughs> oh, this feels kind of nice. Oh, it's great. And as Tony <laughs> enters Delilah, we see a flash of a sad and dark man. Yes, Mortimer. The incel. <laughs> they suddenly um, both uh, kind of uh, come to, uh, but they're in the shop and they, um, they, they realize they've been making a dress this whole time. Mm. Did we? Did we have sex? Uh, yes. I think we did, didn't we? I think we did. But we also made the dress at the same time. We did. A peculiar thing. Yes, it is. Was it good? I think so. Was it good for you? I think so. I feel good. I feel good? Uh, I, I think I like love you. Uh, really? Uh, I, I love you too. I love you too so much. I, I, you know, I've never loved anyone. I've only ever loved things. I've never loved anything before. Except for you. I, I, I don't want to sound bizarre, but... I've always wanted to share a kiss, a real kiss, not what we just did, <laughs> which was nasty and bizarre. Very hot, though. I want romance. Erotic. To seal our love at the ball tonight. We tonight. share a kiss. How about that? We will. We'll take down my father as well as share a kiss. Uh, oh, that'll really stick it to him, wouldn't it? It would. He'd hate it. Oh, that nasty old man. We, 36 and 42. 37, but that's fine. You can call me 36. Oh, I apologize. They hear the town bell go off, and they start seeing crowds of people through the window make their way to the new banquet hall. Excited to once again celebrate Christmas as a community. And we think that is a good place for an intermission. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, folks. Uh, so we're going to take about five minutes or so. Uh, feel free to get yourself something to drink, uh, use the washroom, and we'll come back in about five, ten minutes, all right? Thank you so much. this podcast was recorded at Variations Mile End? Well, now you do. Located at 5337 Boulevard Saint Laurent inside Suite 250, Variations Mile End offers a wide variety of dance classes for both children and adults alike taught by some of the city's most skilled instructors. Of course, if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because you like improv, right? Guess what? Variations Mile End also offers improv classes ranging from full-length courses to a weekly drop-in. And if that isn't enough for you, the Every Thursday Improv Show happens, well, every Thursday. So, whether you want to put on your dancing shoes and learn how to cut a rug, or you want to get on stage and try your hand at comedy, why not stop by Variations Mile End? For more information on classes, shows, and so much more, visit CatherineVariationsDance.com on the World Wide Web. giant wood oak doors and they swing open to reveal 
a lively, happy, joyous, pink faces, noise, lutes. Everyone is just... Yeah, there's music of the time. Yeah. Lutes. Swine. As the eye can see. <laughs> a lute and a drum. It's the Rolling Stones of the era. Yeah. The swine and the fowl is flowing. People are drinking eggnog and mulled and mead. wine. Mm. And mead. Tankards are swinging from left to right. Cheeks are rosy and warm. People are laughing. But most importantly... People are in love. For a banner, across the stage reads, Lover's Ball. Mistletoe hangs from the ceiling in every which way and every which place. Mm. You can tell there's something in the air. Daddy is stationed in one corner of the ball, looking at headshots Mm. of different women. Yeah, he's been auditioning women all night long. He wears a beautiful ruby dress. They're all, they're all those like daguerreotypes. I, I would, are those old photographs that people stand for for Mm -hmm. a long time. Yeah. What makes you think you should be the one to sire the new Delilah? Well, do you see? Mm. Do you see my lips and my cheeks and my rumpus? (laughs) I've got everything that it... (laughs) You do have quite the rumpus. The largest I've seen. (laughs) Child-bearing hips, I'd imagine. (laughs) Could I ask you a question? Well, please. Would you mind if I dare look underneath your dress? Oh, no, that is inappropriate, Daddy. (laughs) Yes, call me Daddy. Yes, as he goes underneath the dress. Oh, yes, this will do. Quite a pathway for the new Delilah. Yes, yes. What what is your name, his muffled voice beneath the dress and pantaloons? Josephine. Josephine? Yes. He bursts from underneath. I think... Yes, I think you're the one. (laughs) Don't be too hasty. What? Yes, we've got a line of other women Uh. just lined up to sire your child. What about me? Your hips are as narrow as your birthing cavern. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, Evelyn. made her cry. Other ladies of the Christmas ball, be gone. There are other suitors who I am sure would benefit from your kiss, for I have found Lady Josephine, my future. Oh, yes, Daddy, yes! <laughs> Suddenly, a ringing, ding, 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 as people begin tapping on their silver, or their silver on their glasses. They beckon Daddy to come give a speech at the speech. lover's ball. Speech. 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 speech! 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 To all ball attendees, I thank you. As the councilman of the town, I am so overjoyed and appreciative. Yes, thank you. <laughs> overjoyed and appreciative of your attendance tonight. Hear, hear. Yes, hear, hear. As he speaks, the doors, the grand oak doors, slowly close, locking everybody in, but they don't notice. It is a time to celebrate, for 25 years ago, there was quite a tragedy here. And tonight, oh, no, 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 people begin muttering. We changed the course of history in more ways than one. No, it was an awful For each and every attendee, I wish you only the best of luck in finding your Christmas connection as I have once again found mine in Lady Josephine. Hey, 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 h
even harder outside and the wind gusts. However, nobody knows this, notices this because they are so enthralled in daddy's speech. Bits of air start to creep through the newly made town hall. Delilah. Delilah. Yeah, Tony. How do I look? You look wonderful. It's like a, it's like big boots and a big hat and a really <laughs> tight vest, and he just looks like a little, <laughs> he looks like a little puppet. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never been more attracted to you. You think so? Yes. Yes, I do. Thank you. It's like a lump of coal next to the most beautiful, beautiful rose in all the gardens. When you oh, zoom out, it, it actually looks like that exactly, because he looks like a lump of coal. Yeah, he looks like dog and shit. She's got this floral <laughs> dress that just takes over. Now let's over. go into the ball. Oh, are you sure you want to be seen with me? Yes, I, I would love nothing more than to be seen with you. It's okay, Delilah. I just simply wanted to see how warm and tender it was in here. I never expected you to actually want to dance and talk to me. I'm it not only going to dance and talk to you. Tony, I'm going to kiss you tonight. And we're going to destroy my father. <laughs> is this more about your father or is it about love? It's a both. It's both. Delilah, I feel like this whole relationship is based around get, destroying your dad. Your daddy. We uh. fucked. And that meant something to me. Tears begin to well up in Tony's eyes. He feels used and abused. You used and abused me. What? You're a bad, bad person. You're no rose. You're a damn, stinking, rotten weed. People just like start, your dad. People start to turn around and, and look at the commotion at this crying, wailing coal you, man. You, <laughs> damn you, Delilah, and damn your whole dang family. What? If you want to find a big lump of shit, well, you'll find it over there by the punch bowl, people, trying to drown myself. People noticing his attire begin to chuckle, <laughs> point and laugh. Oh. <laughs> he's crying. Oh, he's like, a, he's a clown. He's like, what a alone. bitch. He runs into the corner, alone, looking around at everyone paired oh. up. Next to him, is the figure, the translucent figure of Edward Mortimer. The virgin. The virgin. <laughs> Something begins happening to Tony. A force more evil than man begins to enter him. Yes. Much as he entered Delilah <laughs> shortly before. Tony feels his body overcome with this energy. Oh, oh. The energy speaks to him. What? Boy. <laughs> <laughs> At last I found a vessel. Who are you? Uh, who am I? Who are you? I am you. Uh, I am how you truly feel. I am sadness. I am darkness. You don't I am understand. Edward Mortimer. <laughs> As the essence of Edward seeps into his blood vessels, you see his features start to change. His eyes become more gaunt. His posture becomes more weirdly erect, but also slouched and hunched over. Oh no, I'm erect! <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand how I feel, you crotchety old man! At last I am inside! He continues to transform. You don't Becoming know more and more visibly socially awkward. Yeah, he, he gets hunched over and uh, he begins wearing a hood. <laughs> you don't inside, know how I feel. Inside of his shirt is a uh, pocket abacus. Uh, 
My abacus is showing! Time to do some calculations. Uh, how many people are in this ball, and how much gasoline does it take to kill them? You don't, don't know, understand how I feel. I've had a, a, I've had a good, honest woman finally I meet someone, and they tear my heart out of my chest. They used me. She used me. We zoom into the abacus, and we see that each bead is a face of somebody in this town. Edward Mortimer knows something about being used and abused. It's like to be used. What? I know what it's like to look into the eyes of a person you love and only want to care for them. To rub them, to brush their hair, to grow old for them. And then the next second they look at you, spit on your face. As he speaks, we see this interaction happening moments before that devastating thing 25 years ago. He was dancing with somebody so beautiful high esteem why it was the mayor's daughter i can't believe i've actually got you to dance with me edward i i'm sorry i beautiful i I can't do this all right everyone it's time to slow dance i am betrothed betrothed to another what it's me hi (laughs) it's just another incel I just have more money. Yes. My father. But what about last night? What about when, it? When, when I told you I loved you and I, I would, I would wanted to grow old with you, care for you, rub you, brush your hair, get, have your children. And I thank you, but I am now to be wed to Bernard. Bernard Everett. He's got six horses, Edward. You have an abacus. <laughs> <laughs> but I can count with the... Uh, I can count to ten with it. I'm, I, s- I'm sorry, Edward, but the math is not but mathing. I no, just there must be something more. It can't be just about horses. This is love. Do you not love me? Edward, I... I can't. Bernard, let's go. Let's get some mead and, and dance like we're animals. For this was Christmas Eve night 25 years prior. Oh, God. How horrible. She chose horses over me. By this time, their hearts are one, and Tony can feel his shatter inside his body. What will you have me do? He's trying to fight him because he's touched a woman. He's not quite like Mortimer, but it doesn't matter. It's not enough. (laughs) (laughs) You don't understand. I felt it. I felt it. I'm not like you. You're, You're sick. You're twisted. Twisted? sick. I'm not twisted. I just do what has to be done. When people look at the little guy and don't want to be with him, when they choose livestock over him, when they laugh at him, when they, when they, when they make promises that they don't keep, when they kick them while they're down, when yes. they put soot in their eyes, while when, they, when, when they paint them, when paint they them. point at the pecker and say it's small. <laughs> Tony, Tony is saying all of this out to the crowd, even though it's the conversation happening inside of him. Yes, in that moment, the transformation becomes complete. On the stage, Daddy, what is the meaning of this interruption? I am in minute 35 of my 50-minute speech. As Tony speaks, it's the voice of Mortimer. You there. Tony, the tailor, you are not invited to this gathering. Be gone. I invited him. Daddy notices the dress on Delilah. There's jealousy. No, 
you're wearing the same outfit as me. <laughs> How dare you? You wish you could look as good as I do. Yes, I do. Allow me to introduce the future mother of future Delilah. Daddy, don't do this. I must. <laughs> but they Daddy, mm -hmm. I love you and I'm sorry. Your apology means nothing to me. There is only one woman in my life now. It is Lady Josephine. Lady Josephine, <laughs> would you do me the honor of stepping beneath this mistletoe oh, and kissing me? Oh, you oh. choose <laughs> this whore over your own daughter? And with that, Edward Mortimer takes a lantern and casts it at Big Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Your, the dress Yeah, Lights Big up. Daddy's dress is completely engulfed in flames. Now you have a fiery red dress. Now you all see what happens when you turn your backs on the people you love. Daddy grabs Josephine. Who also catches fire. They both, they both begin to twirl on the dance floor like dervishes. And it's pretty from above because it's this flaming thing, but it's awful. The two bodies rise into the air aflame. And suddenly, all the other people who were slow dancing at the time also begin floating. Still dancing, but floating up into the sky, becoming human mistletoes. Gorgeous, gorgeous <laughs> idols of love dancing in the rafters as Mortimer with his hood on <laughs> just grins a big shit-eating smile. Tony, how could you? I'm under the mistletoe. Time to kiss me. <laughs> Delilah takes the match out of from Tony's hand and sets him aflame. This flame makes him stronger. He's got an immunity. He steps through the flame, all his clothes burning off. <laughs> now you see what you've missed. Now you see what you turned your back on. Delilah, look above you. Time to give Daddy a kiss. As Delilah looks above, there's a mistletoe hanging from the erect penis of Edward Mortimer. <laughs> yes, I have the cock of six horses now. Delilah... Delilah cries, <laughs> uh, because why wouldn't she? Uh, a tear comes down her face, and it, and it glimmers. Uh, and you can see a twitch suddenly, just a twitch in Mortimer's, sorry, Tony's eye. Through the smoke of the burning people, all of this chaos between Edward Mortimer inside of Tony the Tailor, Delilah, the mystic bursts from behind the shrouded cloud of smoke. The beard engulfing Tony and Mortimer, stopping, pushing away the mistletoe, protecting Delilah, protecting Delilah. Delilah, you are pregnant. What? You are protected now. Suddenly the beard sprouts forth from the chin and then dashes forward towards Tony's body. The beard rips the two spirits apart. Suddenly in that moment, we can all see Mortimer, the spirit, the corrupted, evil, tendril spirit of hate and insult, <laughs> just standing there and we all, and everybody's just disgusted by it, even Tony. God, 
That was inside of me. That took all the life force out of Tony. He's out of breath. Oh. He's exhausted. Oh, Delilah, I'm so sorry. Tony. My sweet Tony. What have I done? The beard, like, goes around both of them, bringing them closer together. Once again, wrapping them closer and closer together. At this point, the hall begins to catch a flame. The uh, dancing people floating up in the sky, their clothes begin to singe. I'm so sorry, Delilah. I'm pregnant, Tony. We did have sex. We did. <laughs> amidst all this destruction, Edward Mortimer looks down into a puddle of water, only to see the reflection of himself. What have I done? I am hideous. I am horrible. Explodes. <laughs> Christmas gifts start showering out of his out of his body. All around, the people who are dancing slowly fall to the ground and begin slumbering upon one another. And in their stead, up in the rafters, we see the people 25 years ago, not dancing anymore, but looking down on old Mortimer as he sits as a spirit in the center of the room crying. They all reach out a hand towards him. Come on, Mortimer. It's time to go home. You take me back up through everything I've done. What do you say, gang? Join us, Mortimer. Yeah, I feel like he deserves a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> and there's someone here who wants to see you as well, Mortimer. Hello, Mortimer. <gasps> I love him. I married Bernard, I sired a child, but I've always loved you. Oh. Poltergeists cannot consummate love, but no. the sentiment is there. But we can. <laughs> they realize they stand above a spiritual mistletoe, back to back with Delilah and Tony. Both couples look at each other. Tony says, I'm okay if they watch if you are. I'm okay. And the mystic, the mystic. He's trying to separate both of these worlds, separating the world of the dead, trying to keep the living in place, the other couples embracing as well with mistletoe and trying to just let the dead leave the space. Yeah, they all dance to the other world. And at the end of the line, Mortimer and his love, kissing under the mistletoe. <laughs> I, I still love you, Delilah, but I don't think I deserve it. Your love, that is. I think so. I think you're being hard on yourself. Would you give me a second chance? Yes. They embrace while daddy burns to death in the rafters. <laughs> Look, shall we make a wish? <laughs> yes, 
I wish for a new beginning. Just as she says that, he, Tony puts her hand on her belly to new beginnings. Suddenly the snow clears outside. Mm. And it's a beautiful night sky. They didn't even know it was nighttime. And up in the sky as everyone begins slowly, sleepily waking up, they all pour outside and they could see, instead of stars, lovers dancing and mistletoe. And I think that's a great place to end, folks. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming tonight. Thank you to Kyle on Lights and Sound. Thank you to Pat McMaster on live sound design. Thank you to our cast, to Jason Grimmer, and most of all, thank you again for coming out. And we do a show here every Thursday at 8.30. We'll be doing them through the holiday season. And for one weekend only, we've got some Christmas shows this coming Saturday at both 8 and 9.30, all Christmas themed. Let's give it up for Jess Files, please. <laughs> thank you, and have a good night. Thank you so much for listening to our second episode of the Terrors of Misery's Grove. We'll be back in about a month's time with a new episode of the podcast, so stay tuned. Our next live show will take place Thursday, February 2nd at 8.30pm Eastern at Theatre VME in Montreal. If you're in the area and want to check it out, please do. Our next episode will feature bum -ba -da -ba, vampires! <laughs> As always, I want to thank Jason Grimmer and the lovely folks at Variations Mile End for making this happen. Thank you to our cast and crew, and thank you for listening. This has been Episode 2 of The Terrors of Misery's Grove. <laughs>